Motown Rundown. Today is Friday, December 23rd. We are long, long, long overdue for an episode. Of course, during the era of probably the best Lions team that we have seen um, maybe in the last decade. I don't know. We can get into that. Uh, but, of course, we miss the episode after one of the biggest wins we maybe we've seen in our lifetime, guys, at Ford Field uh, with the Lions beating the Vikings. <laughs> maybe. Is that, that the biggest run we've ever seen? Rabs, let's slow down. Let's slow down. <laughs> I, I mean, it was it. a big. It was a big win. It was a big win, and we did yeah. not record after that episode. But I am glad. I am very glad the Lions got the job done against the Jets. Um, and to preface this whole episode, this is going to be an entire Lions-heavy episode. Uh, we can get back to the other teams after Christmas, and then we get into next week. Um, but the Lions are the four. The, the focus of this episode today, but I'm glad the Lions took care of business against the Jets because it would have been a strange vibe if we had to talk about, cause you had to talk about the Vikings win, but if the Lions were to lose to the Jets, I don't know what the tone would have been, but luckily we don't have to worry about that. But um, so Lions heavy today, Lions exclusive today. Um, I guess we can call this our holiday extravaganza. It's about that time. I don't know what, year this is is it the what is it fourth annual fifth annual do we have do we have that on record i think fourth i think fourth TV annual holiday extravaganza when we started yeah yeah wait so yeah colin's right this is fifth this is your five yeah five year town yes. rundown holiday extravaganza and this this year as just as it's like the podcast ages like a fine wine um, this year, we have struggled to get the episode off for two weeks. We were struggling to find time this week. We initially had a date plan um, per usual. I messed that one up. Uh, as we are now sitting here, Collins just got back from a long, hard week of work. Um, tip your cap to you, Mr. Collins. Trent is in North Carolina with his family, who will be attending for the guess what? Lions for, uh, everyone, Panthers game tomorrow. Guess where he's there for? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, any guesses? Anyone got a bingo card on why the Bally's are here? Yes, we are here for not, the game. It'll not for family. Not for family. There's no religious um, trip that was taken for whatever reason. The Bally family has decided to pack up their bags and go to North Carolina, of all places. Sunny North Carolina to spend Christmas. Is it, it's cold there, too, isn't it, Trump? Yeah, it's like in it's in the 30s, which is funny because next week, I mean, if this game was being played on Saturday of next week, like a week later, it would be 61 degrees outside here. That's, That's crazy. crazy. That's the crazy. cold literally followed us down here. It is a cold front, this polar vortex, Storm Elliot, whatever you want to call it. It has followed us here. But, hey, there's no stopping the freight train, and there is no light at the end of the tunnel. There is well, no light. Trot, Trot, <laughs> I want you to – because, I, I mean, we have a group chat, and we were deciding we were going to record and stuff and whatever. And last week there was whispers, like, hey, if they win this week, me and Brock are going down to Charlotte for the game. Yes. When did it turn into the whole squad where it's like, oh, we all are going? Probably about 30 seconds after Greg Zerline missed his kick against, against the <laughs> It, it, it did the not leg. take much, I will tell you. It doesn't take much to, to twist my dad's arm, and my mom was all on board, and Miles flew home from Nashville on – losing track of the days monday i think so it was just it was a no-brainer i mean yes brock and i had been this had been in the works for a while like brock and i were like if the lions keep winning we're gonna go to charlotte we're gonna do it because that's a that's a winnable game on christmas Eve. Tickets, i mean they gotta be pretty cheap right 
Yeah, it's not bad. It is not bad. It, it, definitely not bad. Uh, affordable game to go to. So, yeah, then, I mean, once Greg Zerline missed and the Lions win 20-17 to 17 over the Jets, it didn't take much for my dad to be like, all right, we're going. This is what we're doing. And we had a little bit That's of a awesome. – we had a bit of a sickness scare in the middle of the week. Yeah. Certain members of the Bally family were not feeling well, no names to be announced. But um, then we, we we just, you know what? We woke up yesterday feeling great, started the drive. So here we are. There you That's go. That's awesome. Charlotte's That's a what... sweet city I hear too, Trent. I haven't been there yet. Just saw it driving in. Looks pretty, <laughs> looks, looks pretty cool. Looks pretty modern. Here we are. No, but I, I hear from what my – my brother-in-law, he, I think he had a buddy down there, and they went a couple times, him and my sister. I, I, I think it's one of those cities that the stadium is right by a bunch of shit. Yeah, that's what it looks like from the outside looking in. So we'll, like There's I'll, stuff to do around, so you guys are going to have fun. That's awesome. I'll report back to you tomorrow. But, yes, here we are, man. You get the rare Saturday NFL action. Let's go. And I'm well, what's the Chat. <laughs> what's the situation? Like, are you guys in an Airbnb somewhere, or what? where are you at? Yeah, we you missed a pre-show routine, Rob. Sorry. Yeah, the, shit, the pre-show. Sorry. No, that's okay. Pre-show banter with Collins and I. But, yes, we are in an Airbnb about a mile, 1.3 miles from the stadium. Still probably going to Uber because it's cold as shit. Um, yeah. But that's the, that's the situation. I mean, we we drove right in, saw the city, got off on the first exit, out of the city, and here we are. Just got go. here like 20 minutes ago. Excited to be talking to you guys, though. This is what we Incredible. Incredible. And not to make this all about me before we do the Lions, but I do want to get a couple things off my chest, a little bit of a grind my gear segment. So hey, first hey, of all, it is, it is Festivus. You can do your airing of grievances. Yeah, I will air my grievance. I will air my grievances. Um, my first grievance I'd like to air is with the weather, the weather people, um, because for the last couple weeks to a month or so, we've been hearing about and Keep in mind, I live in southeast Michigan. And I know that some places have been hit way worse than others, but I've West been hearing about like the only place that got hit. Guys. Yeah. So, so to, to hear for close to a month of this storm is coming that is bringing no less from 12 to 18 inches. And I don't know if any of you guys have family members who are weathermen or meteorologists or whatever, but, but can there, is there a greater scam in the entire history of the world than people that do you even go to school to be a weatherman? Like, I feel like someone just hands you a sheet and it's almost like you're a news anchor, but you just talk about weather. Like, I, I don't know how in the world people get continue to get paid by taxpayer dollars to be on the news and talk about the weather when they have been nothing but incorrect in my entire lifetime of these things happening. 12 to 18 inches, there's maybe two millimeters of snow where I live. Now, granted, winds are crazy. It's cold as shit. It's I think it's three degrees outside, and the real feel the is like negative twenty-two. Bad. Well, I haven't been outside today, which leads me to my next <laughs> thing. Which leads me to my next thing. Of uh, somehow we have not had Wi-Fi all day long, and we are an AT and T Uverse family. Thank God we don't have AT and T for our phones, but we have a home phone through AT and T. Our internet's through AT&T, and our TV's through AT&T. You now, still have a landline, your home phone? We do We do still have a landline, and all we do is get telemarketer calls from it, so I'm not quite sure why we have it now. We have not had Wi-Fi all day, which you'd think, like, you know, oh, whatever, like, we can survive. But in today's day and age, you really can't because we can't turn our TV on because the cable box doesn't work. And I can't use my laptop, which is why I'm recording this episode using my data on my phone through Verizon. Thank you, Verizon. 
And uh, I can't have access to my laptop to look up stats or numbers or anything. I had a little bit of work I wanted to get done today before I put the laptop away until after the holidays. I can't do that. The TVs don't work. And then the power went out for about an hour today. But that's neither here nor there. It happens. Winds, I understand. Transformers blow up. People have it way worse than I do. Back to AT&T. So we got this new 4K TV. We caught up with the times that we have in the living room, right? We, we love watching sports. Everyone's got a 4K TV these days. But I've noticed as time has gone on that whenever I use apps on this beautiful Samsung TV, where I use my YouTube or we had to buy Amazon Prime to watch the dog shit Thursday night football games, the picture is beautiful. You can see every blade of grass. It's great. However, when I watch cable, it's 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 like watching what were those things that you used to stick like the little round circular card in as a kid and you would hit the button and it would flick through the pictures. <laughs> I know what you're called? talking about. Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. Not a kaleidoscope. No, not, not a kaleidoscope. But, but something similar. And everyone I think knows what you're talking about, but I don't yes, know. Yes, you stick your eyes in it and you put the little circle card in. It's like pictures of animals and you click it and you see it, whatever. Yeah, that's what it looks like when I'm watching my TV. And so I was finally like, you know what, Mom? I think it's time to call AT&T. They've got to be able to send you a better cable box. We call AT&T. They tell us that they no longer make receivers that are compatible with anything that is high definition when it comes to TV. So we are essentially driving a Lamborghini with a Prius engine. I don't even think Priuses have engines because they're electric. Well, are you doing the are you doing the you doing the crazy Steve crank the TV? Is that what you're doing right now? No, I mean that's it's it's almost that would almost be better than the situation we're in. And not only that, but what we pay for cable is like two to three times more than what everyone else on the planet pays for their streaming, or they have this direct TV option that they can give us. So the bottom line is this: in the year 2022, as it turns to 2023. This company is is such a joke, and I don't. This doesn't have to be about. You know, I'm a very, <laughs> I'm a very understanding guy, but all, and I'm not racist by any means. But every time you call AT and T, the phone gets picked up somewhere <laughs> at some call center. Well, I look. Well, I'm not every racist. Time, That's you know, a every of time that. I'm not. I'm not. Every time you, you I'm not make racist, a call but to AT and T. No, like, oh, that's, that's you. Those are your words. You just said that, not me. No, I did not say that. Every time you pick up the phone to call AT&T customer service, it's going to someone in India, and you can never understand them, and they can... Nothing ever gets done. So okay. how well, AT&T is well, still in business at this point? Rabs, Rabs, that's like every... First of all, I'm a U-verse. No, it's not. It's not everyone. <laughs> It's not no, every company. I, I, I will say this. I am a Uverse user as well. The only reason back in the day Uverse was banging because it yes, had the best it was king. Because it had the best sports package ever. And Correct. in the last two years, they've gotten rid of NFL Network. I they've like completely dwindled their sport. It's a it's a fallen product, but the thing about it is I feel like canceling cable is like the most impossible thing to do. Because you get on the phone and then they're like, do you really want to cancel? Like, hold right, on. Yeah. It's just like a mess. Well, I wanted to call a timeout here. I wanted a 30 because my thing is 
Rabs, what a good – okay, so you guys always call me glass half full. One of my buddies actually started to call me glass four-fifths full, if you can believe that. Um, wow. It's a weird fraction. We are – That doesn't roll off the weird. tongue. We, yeah, no, not at all. It's actually very hard to say. Um, we are two days from Christmas Day. What a great way to bring the Rabinowitz family together. By, good point, Trent. By good not point. We, you, you can't watch TV. You can't be distracted by your bets, by your gambling, oh. by, by sports, by anything. Just come together, light a candle, and have some fun, right? I get, right? I get where you're, I get where you're going with that, and that sounds all good and fun. But I promise you, that is the last thing this family needs right now. <laughs> that is the last thing. That is the last thing my dad needs is not to be able to watch the bowl games that are on tonight. It's the last thing my brother needs by not being able to play Xbox with his friends. And it's the last thing I need is I sit here using my data with my AirPods in on my cell phone, trying to record an episode of the Motown rundown. Well, okay. Well, knock on wood. You sound great. I guess this could be a segue. This this could be a segue. Like what, what's the, what's plan B if it's not back up by tomorrow for the Lions game, where are you going? I don't know because it's going to be Christmas Eve. And what time is the game? Is it at noon? It is a one o'clock kick. So, I mean, we try to do – one of my good buddies does 4 o'clock mass every year. I wanted to go to the 4 o'clock mass for Christmas Eve, but you can't. I'm not watching the game on my phone in church. Like, that. I, I will not be doing that. So, I don't know what the plan is now. We, we put an order into China Cafe to pick up tomorrow at 6, and I got to get to church at some point. So, I don't know what's going on. Um, but I, I, I don't know. I would, I'm going to have to find a friend that I can take refuge with and watch the game. I, I would have to imagine that by tomorrow as inept and disheveled and unorganized as this company is, I'd like to think, cause they said between five and six o'clock today, it'll be back on Well, six eighteen, we've made no progress. So that's again, and I, I hate to be that guy. I, 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 there's a lot of service components to the industry that I'm in. And I'm very understanding of people. I know it's not one singular person's fault, but but we have come too far as a society to have these kind of problems that continue to exist. Like how how Wi-Fi goes down and you just can't like flip one switch and it's back on is beyond me. So that's it. I, I that's we don't do free ads here, but if there has ever been a tongue lashing of the century of a of a sole company. AT and T is all but dead to me, and I can't wait to move on from cable and whether we do that. I need, I also need to get everyone's opinions on because they're trying to pitch us the direct TV option. And then you got YouTube YouTube TV TV. live. That's it. I will say this. So the problem is Rabs, It's a double-edged sword because and I, 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 I think your dad is the same way as my dad. He won't get rid of cable because first of all, he doesn't like being like 10 seconds behind on a sporting event. And any, no streamers have, have Valley Sports Detroit. None of them do. None of them. YouTube, they got rid of, when it was still Fox Sports Detroit, they got rid of it, I think, the year, I mean, the spring after COVID baseball. Yeah, so, so I remember so this. I, have to, I think Collins, so I have I think to pay we were extra? Doing, Collins and I were doing green and white. No, you can't, you can't get it. You can't pay extra. You, you have to, like, buy a Valley Sports package. So it's, Physically it's can't a double-edged swords, Rob. So Xfinity I, I, might be the move. I don't know. I don't know. But the, just just the fact that I can't even watch. I, I, I've got this beautiful receiver. It doesn't even bring it to my TV. 
It's standard def. It's yeah, not even like stinks. 1080p or HD. Whatever. Whatever. Merry Christmas. Um, By the way, one last thing. You don't realize how bad standard def is until you watch like the highlights of Armando Galarraga's no hitter and stuff like that. You know what? I, like you don't realize like how bad the picture was. I say bad loosely, but you just realize how far we've come with HD. No, and- it's like, hey. do you guys watch Always Sunny? I have before, no. yes. If you watch it the first five seasons of Always Sunny, you're like, what, was this recorded on a like a flip phone? You're like, what the <laughs> fuck is going on? It's still hilarious, but it's just really, really funny. Just different. All right. Can we talk about the Lions? I'm fired up. Yes, really fired yes. Up. Let's, let's talk about the Lions. So, maybe we can... Transformer Rabs? We don't have to go all the way back. But as I said, we Vikings game, I was right now. No, Hello? you're back. You're, you're finally you're back. back now. You're back now. Keep this going. Is, um, but this is just, this is. Um, and at the episode before the Vikings game, I got all jazzed up because I wanted to go to Ford Field with Trent and walk into the Dome and see this team play. What I thought, and I was just laughed at by Ryan Collins, one of the most important games in the history of this franchise. Dude, which was a game okay, to get them Rebs, can one I game below 500. There? Yeah. I saw you down there. You can try. I will say this. I I mean, I think other than the year they started, what, 5-2 and two and whatever with Stafford, this is probably the best stretch a Detroit Lions team has ever had in our lifetimes. They've still played yes. in some really big football games, Rabs. Sure. Like, okay, okay, okay. I think the Stafford Sunday Night Football game in Ford Field is the biggest game we've probably had in our lifetime. Yes, yes. And, okay, so Collins credit I, to Collins No, no, because... I get – no, Rabs is – it was a, it was the biggest game since Patricia year one. It's been like four years. But let's – Rabs is – don't be prisoner of the moment here. It wasn't <laughs> like the biggest game – like <laughs> – well, here's the problem, sure. and, and Collins. Collins, I I credit you because you're the one that keeps bringing up that Sunday night game, and that that is you're you're correct. Just if you look at the context of everything, that simply was the biggest game in Detroit division. Sports. We would have had a home playoff game. If we won that game. Exactly, exactly. So yes, when you look at it and you actually like take it for what it is, that is the biggest game in Detroit sports since probably 2000. I don't know, 12 when the Tigers were in the World Series. I will say this. I think the reason that Rabs is as fired up as he is, and I'll let you keep going, Rabs, is just it's almost like this little streak they're on is validating this new brand of football the Lions are playing. And it, you see all the stuff on Twitter and all the stuff going around in the fan base about how SOL is dying. We're watching SOL die. It's like when you get a leech on your foot and you start dumping salt on it and it just shrivels up and just it, 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 it's just it's losing all life. <laughs> that is what's happening to SOL right now because the Lions are winning these games by, you know, blown field goals and poor clock management and, and the Vikings Rabs who made 12 terrible coaching decisions in that game and you're next to me calling them out as they happen. Like, the Lions are starting to win games like that and that's why these games feel so big is because this this regime, Brad Holmes and Dan Campbell, is actually validating itself. Yeah, the, the hype the hype around that Vikings game of just being like a look, you have a, you have a real opportunity here to give your chance to self a shot at the playoffs. You have to win the game. They come into that game favored, which was like blew a lot of people's minds. And Ford Field was great. It was rocking. And the Lions win that one 34 to 23. 
Um, they cover by a landslide. It was loud as shit. And, and I just think like that was a, it was a huge pillar and a huge domino to fall as Trent put it perfectly as we're watching, like not only, and I've said this since the beginning of the year that even through the losses, this team has this like different kind of mojo where like they're playing really buttoned up football. Sure. They've made some mistakes coaching wise, clock management wise, but it feels different. And that feeling came to fruition and you're finally like you finally saw it when they beat the Vikings handedly at home. And then as you go into the Jets game and you win that one 20 to 17. In a game that admittedly like that's that to me proved your resolve and what you are as a team more so than the Vikings game, because that was a game where your offense never really seemed to click. And, And there were moments. That's why it's such a shame that we didn't record after the Vikings game because I was during that game, leaving that game, I was telling Trent like they're more than welcome to let Goff stay here through the end of his contract. I don't, fe- I don't feel the need to draft the quarterback now. He's done just fine. And you get into the Jets game, who granted have an unbelievable defense, um, but you know he he looked like that same old shitty, you know, not not good decision making, poor throws, check down every play. There was a there was a stretch in that game. Where I don't think Jared Goff looked beyond five on the field like at all for like a, for a quarter. It was a mess, but they found a way to win. They played complimentary football. They had a great special teams punt return uh, by Khalif Raymond. Um, really early on in the game, the defense stood stood tall. Now, granted, the fourth and whatever pass that they got them in the field goal position for Greg Zerline, that was like. I I was about to faint because I was just like I'd seen the story a thousand times. Can I, didn't can I say something about that, Rabs? Can I say something real quick? Yeah, yeah. I I I swear to God, never a doubt. I never I I didn't even care when that happened. I knew that the way the game had tilted at that point. I I don't know. I am always the first one to shut one eye and watch through my fingers and 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 put a hand on my forehead and just be like, holy shit, they're doing it again. I never felt that way with that game. Might have had something to do with some outside substances, that being alcohol. But I will say <laughs> that I, I was, for some reason, that just felt like a game the Lions just took and won. And even though you got Greg the leg, Zerline over there, there's the wind. We got Michael Badgley missing field goals. I wasn't nervous. Like, Collins, did you feel like that was going to go in? Did you feel we were no, getting No, but I, I, I also – I, it wasn't like, oh, he's missing this. I'm not like confident like you. I'm a pessimist at heart. So I, I will say this, and we can get in this. The Brock Wright touchdown is maybe the best Lions moment I've had in a really long time. Like cheering, like big moment, balls on the table. Arguably, probably the best play call I've ever seen from a Detroit Lions offensive coordinator. That was an incredible play call. Like that, the play call started. I'm like, oh my god, I can't believe they just did that. What the fuck? And then it's like Brock Wright comes across the coverage. That's a play that they run in the red zone a lot. By the way, I think they've already scored a couple touchdowns like that. But for them to do it at midfield and him to score, I I threw a water bottle at the like at my wall. I freaked out. Like <laughs> it was it was one of those moments. It's the reason you watch sports for moments like that when you get one of those holy fuck type of plays. And I can you guys remember a holy fuck play for the Lions in, like, the last seven years? I, like, I can't – what, Stafford against Dallas? Like, yeah. I can't – Yeah, that was one. I would say I would say Stafford and Anquan Bolden against the, the, the then Redskins. I'm not racist. Yep. 
Yep, I, I was there. <laughs> I was there. Yeah. Other than that, though, Collins, you're right. I mean, I I don't know. Like one, I'm talking about, and I think you're talking about the same thing. Moments that really get you out of your seat, where it's like, holy shit, this is happening. And it like, it like felt like it mattered too. Yes, you know yes. Mean? Where it really feels like you got a lot at stake here. It's not like it's a you know poor performing Patricia team, and you just happen to make a play here and there and win a game. No, this was like there was stuff on the line. Like Rabs has been alluding to this whole time is like if the Lions continue to win these games, they're just there. Factually, is a path to the playoffs, and it ain't. It's growing every week with every win you get. So. That I will agree. The Brock Wright moment was awesome, and and at that point, I want to know what your guys' thoughts were. I was just like, stay in bounds, stay in bounds, stay in bounds, because I'm thinking he's going to get tackled at like the twenty. We got to stay in bounds and at the very least bleed this thing out. But then he gets in, and then you're like, all right, defense, let's go, let's go, come on, come on, Kirby Joseph, come on, you know, Hutch, someone go make a play, and it was it was great. Yeah, it was it was really just just good complimentary football at the end of the day. Like, you know, again, like I said, the offense, the offense didn't really have it, um, and and that's a really really tough Jets defense. But um, the defense stood tall, and good teams find a way to win. And I don't, and, and that's the thing, man. It's like you come, you go, you go into that, you go into that Vikings game, and I think there's still that's like the thing of why I think the game was so big to me. Because there's still that element of like, what is this team? Like, is it a is it a bad team that's just found some? What are just we? Found some juice? Yeah. What are we exactly? What are we? Is it a bad team that's found some juice? Um, are they beating like lackluster opponents? Are they getting lucky? What is it? And and not only do you beat Minnesota at home, and I don't care. You know, we've talked all year about Minnesota being a fraudulent team and and whatnot, but that's still a team that has found a way to win 10 games going into that Lions game. And not only do you beat them, but you really just beat the shit out of them and you beat them by 11 at home. And then the Jets game, you go on the road. And again, I get it. You know, Zach Wilson, I feel for the guy because he is certainly public enemy number one in New York right now, but that's a really good defense and a team that the Jets have been a team that we have been talking about on this podcast of like, how do the Jets have seven wins? How do they – their they're, they're roster's not as good. They don't have as good of a quarterback, whatever. Like, that's a team that finds ways to win. Well, that's what the Lions did against the Jets. So, now we're sitting here going into – you have Carolina, you have Chicago, and you have Green Bay on the schedule. And, and, and as Lions fans, I understand the sentiment of, like, we'll always, at least for now, have that part of us that's like, you know, we don't, we don't know. We're the – we're the short kid trying out for the for the middle school basketball team. We don't know if we have it. You know, we've been told our whole lives that we suck and we're too small and not good enough to compete. So there's always that little part of our brain that's like, ah, is this going to be the game that they lose? Like, oh, we're gonna have to we're gonna have to go to Lambeau and we're gonna have to go to Lambeau and play Aaron Rodgers. Like, what's uh, can we do it? I don't can feel we do good it? about that game at all, by the way. Well, so that's the thing. Like, maybe that's I don't feel a that good. I, yeah, I don't know. Maybe that game. That, listen, what listen. My question is. I will guarantee this, and Rabs, you can ask your question. I, I just, I will guarantee that game doesn't matter for the Packers. They have to play the Dolphins tomorrow, or excuse me, the Dolphins on Christmas Day. Then they got to play the Vikings. So they're not going two and zero in that stress. They're just not. Those are two great teams. Yeah, but still, even if that game doesn't mean anything to the Packers, if Aaron Rodgers is healthy and he's going to play, like I think that he's just got that gear in him. And I know he hasn't been good this year, but. 
it's like, you know, there's still that linger, there's those lingering feelings of history repeating itself of, you know, are the, are the lions due to like, when is this streak going to end? You know, are the lions due for a letdown game? Is Aaron Rodgers due for a good game in week 18 where he embarrasses the lions and ends their season? Like we don't know all these things, but, you know, I, I just, it's hard for me to not see the body of work over the last couple of weeks. And I think there's a really uh, valuable and important and non, you can't ignore the fact that this team is, is hot and they've won however many games in a row. And they're going to play a Carolina team who I think somehow by some miracle, they still have a chance to get in the playoffs. Do they not? They, they they just have a, win the division. Their division sucks. They're only a game out. Which is which is crazy. So like they're they're going to have a lot to play for, but with that being said, this is another this is and I don't and I I apologize that I've been talking a ton here and not to not to you know, I, I want to make sure you guys get involved. So I'll I'll jump to Carolina real quick, but if we want to back up and talk about some storylines, you're more than welcome to. No, let's However, just, let's do you want to do the you want to preview it and do the picks? Let's just do it. I guess. I mean, I just I just look at this I look at this Carolina game as another example of you're going on the road, sure, but you're playing a team that you are better than top to bottom. I truly believe that. And Carolina, I guess, has a respectable defense, I suppose. But the biggest thing to me is, like, just like your, you see Zach Wilson last week, and I, I, I'm, I would also tell you that Sam Darnold might have not been given the fairest shake in the world between – you know, being on a on a bad Jets team and falling on the sword because they weren't good with him, and he goes to Carolina and they still sign Baker and whatever. But I, I, I mean, you gotta just think that this team can take advantage of of a team with an inferior quarterback and an inferior offense and take care of business and keep rolling. I mean, I, 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 I want to hear what you guys like where you're at with this team. What do we think about Carolina? How do you feel? And and most importantly because I do think we're allowed to look ahead here because we know the scenario, right? If you win out, you are almost hundred percent guaranteed to be in. Um, and there's all these other scenarios too. I think if like if the lions win and like maybe the Seahawks lose or the, something like they, I don't know. There's so many scenarios. I can't even keep track, but for me, it's just a win and you're in, like keep winning and you're in, but I don't know. I'm scrambled. Someone else go. I need some, need something. Um, What's it called? Their their defense is good. This is no pushover game tomorrow. Like there's talent on this Carolina defense. Um, Darnold. I mean, I still have Sam Darnold stock. I'm not gonna lie. I was a big Sam Darnold believer. I mean, I don't know anyone who didn't watch that Rose Bowl game between USC and Penn State and didn't think Darnold was gonna be the best quarterback of all time because he was so sick in that game. Uh, but um, this team has kind of proven that and it's inferior talent. Um, They're just competent. You know what I mean? Like, it, it, they're not stupid. They they don't fucking the, – the whole same old Lions stuff, they still do stuff like the same old Lions stuff, but the whole – like, they're not, they're not going to lay an egg. They have got to – have they laid an egg all year other than that pass Patriots. game? No. Yeah, Patriots, that's it. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, they what they've done has been impressive and, and can't we've said this from day one. Campbell is a player's coach. If I, I I and 
I love the Lions in the spot, to be honest, because I think they're motivated. I think Carolina, you look at a team that's not going to, because the Lion, the one Lions weakness, that's why I'm terrified for week. I'm not saying this game's a pushover, but if they win this game and they have to play Aaron Rodgers for a playoff spot, I'm terrified because this secondary still sucks. I love Okuda's had a nice <laughs> year. Kirby's coming on, but the secondary's still bad. You saw it last week. They made Zach Wilson look pretty like not terrible. Yeah, like you know he still I mean? threw. Like, he, didn't he still throw for like 300 yards and a couple touchdowns? Like, yeah, like, yeah, it sucks. So there's problems here. It's not like this is a unflawed team. It's a flawed team, and they've done a nice job of hiding those flaws. And this week they don't have to necessarily. I mean, DJ Moore's a good player. Darnold, uh, but Darnold's not going to push the ball downfield on this uh, on this defense. So I really like this Lions team. Um, I think it's going to be a low. Drury scoring game, kind of like last week, but I think the Lions will actually have a 10-point lead. Um, maybe an early touch on the offense last week. Uh, one thing we didn't touch on the Jets team, they should have been up by like two touchdowns in the third quarter. And they almost blew that fucking game. Like they I if you want to say they laid it almost week, but could... did it. Almost but did no, it. They didn't. Used, they, no, they no, that's what I used to tell. I used to tell one of the kids I babysat because he'd get in my car and I'd be backing up and he'd be like, You almost hit the mailbox. I say almost but didn't. They almost blew no, but it, but yeah, they didn't. Yeah. No, good teams won that game. They won that game. Yes. I'm just saying, like, they've been the best red zone team in the league, and they sucked last week in the red zone. So let's see if that uh, – I, I I expect the Lions to come out and play better than they did against the Jets because offensively, I, I mean, they moved the football, but they were terrible in the red zone. They had penalties that killed them. Last two weeks, penalties have been a problem. So that's a thing they need to clean up because it's going to come back to bite them. But it's I like this Brown. Yeah. Well, Evan okay. Brown's the reason for half the fucking Hey, time. hey, he's he's been good. He's been good in a limited role, kind of in that weird like this offensive line is a bunch of guys. It's just kind of Swiss Army knife. But hey, I'm gonna give you four games that Lions fans need to watch. Because we're at the point now where it's not just the Lions game. Of course, the Lions need to beat the Panthers. If the 49ers beat the Commanders, the Chiefs beat the Seahawks, the Vikings beat the Giants. If those four things happen, which they are all favored to do per Vegas. The Detroit Lions will have a playoff spot at the end of the weekend. Now, I just I want to repeat that for everyone. Obviously, the Lions got to win the, their game. 49ers over Commanders, Chiefs over Seahawks, Vikings over Giants. If those three things happen, excuse me, those four things happen, the Lions will be in the seventh spot come the end of the weekend. So that, that's and you're telling are you telling me that that's like they they could lose the last two games. The Lions no 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 that's just in? that would just put them in the playoff picture. Uh, that, that would not clinch anything. That would simply put the Lions in the playoff picture. So there's okay. that. All right. Well, I guess that's you know that's something to look forward to. I, I I don't know why I thought that that was like oh yeah the Lions could lose out and that's it they're in. Uh, foolish of me, but that's that's nice. As just being able to own a spot. Day, like being able yeah. to look at the playoff picture when they put it up on Sunday night football, Monday night football, and the Lions are in one of the wild card spots, that would be amazing. So that's that's what you need to happen. Yeah, but you know what? At the end of the day, I am I am just grateful that I am now watching a team. And and it, when this is all said and done at the end of the year, no matter what happens from here on out, the fact that this team went from one and six to seven and seven, th- that gives me enough hope for the future of the Dan Campbell era and the Brad Holmes era that this team is going to be just fine. So with that being said, we're here. We might as well win. 
So let's just take care of business against Carolina. Lions are a two and a half point favorite. The over under is set at 43 and a half. Let me go pull up our. Do you guys still have me on the Zoom here? I always get nervous when I go into these other apps on the phone. We have yeah. you. Positive. I'm alive. 15 and 9 for Trent, 13 and 11 for Collins, 14 and 10 for me. We did not submit picks before the Jets game. I apologize for that. Um, but I think we would have probably all taken the Lions in that game, no matter what. So, whatever. But we're here. That's what the records look like. I will start. I am going to take the Lions minus two and a half. I see on this, like, whatever this bullshit ESPN matchup predictor shit is, that it's, like, based on ESPN analytics, here's who's got the percentage chance to win. Somehow, despite the fact that the, that the Panthers are a two-and-a-half-point underdog at home, they have, like, a 60% chance to win. It means nothing to me, but it pisses me off. And all these headlines of, like, uh, expect a low-scoring game. Like, can the Lions get it done on the road and keep it, ro- keep it rolling? Like, fuck you. Yeah, they can. They've been the best team in football for the since since their bye week. Thank you very much. So I'm taking the Lions minus two and a half, and I'm going to ride it until the wheels fall off. Um, I will take the under 43 and a half. I do think the Panthers have a somewhat respectable defense, but I truly like I just don't I don't know what this Carolina offense has to offer with Sam Darnold. I mean, they, you know, they lost to, to Pittsburgh last week, who's got a good defense. I know that the Lions have trouble in the secondary. And, and, and so maybe I like to think the Lions could get over 20, like they put up last week with the special teams touchdown. But, I mean, I don't know. I, 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 I do think it'll be low scoring. So I'm going to take under 43 and a half. I'm taking the Lions minus two and a half. Okay. I like the Lions minus two and a half. I think they have they covered their last six games, something like that. Probably, I don't know. They, like it that. seems like it seems like every game's either a pick 'em or it's within three, and they've won. So yeah, yeah, I th- I I don't know. Um, a lot. I just like this matchup. I think this is a. Uh, I don't think Carolina is very good, but they. I mean, they have talent in some places and whatever. But I just think the Lions are better. This is a big game, and then it sets up for my impending like death in Week 18. So. There's only one way for the Lions to do this. There's no way they lose this game, right? No, I don't think so. I don't know. I, I hope not. If they lose, I mean, if they lose, my Christmas will be completely ruined. Well, if there's because a there's the one thing that we have not touched on is this is. I mean, it's not only that the Lions. It's the first time they've been good in like four or five years. This is the first time, a, like. Any team, other I mean, the wins have been pretty solid this year. I mean, they just came off what like a five game losing streak, they're struggling a little bit, but you know what I mean, Ravs? Like, there hasn't been on the precipice of making the playoffs since the Pistons, like, yeah, in, as an eight seed when I said I wanted yeah. the Bucks, remember that? Yeah, yeah, but so, you know what I'm saying? Like, that that's another reason there's so much hunger in this city for a good team, so I, I. This will legit ruin my Christmas, but I'm picking Alliance. I like the over, too, by the way. Okay, so I like the Lions to cover by a million, by the way. I just I, – I think it's one of those <laughs> teams. Better team, better coach for sure. People forget the Panthers are running this interim deal. Look, all the respect to their coach. Is it is it Wilkes over there? I've yes. got all the, all the respect in the world for that guy. He got absolutely creamed in uh, – Arizona didn't even get a fair chance. Got one year with Josh Rosen, got canned. So I have some love for that guy. But hey, 
I love the Lions here. This is a quarterback in Sam Darnold that is on the record saying, I'm seeing ghosts. He's on the record saying that. So I don't, I don't, <laughs> and he had mono. People forget that. That's like yeah, one of the best drafts. story. So you, my point, my, my simple point in saying that is not to clown this guy. I think he's probably a nice guy. I, and, and came from USC, smart kid. I just am simply saying if the, the game plan here should be no different than it was against Kirk Cousins two weeks ago or against Zach Wilson last week or against Carson Wentz week two, which was the best game the Lions have played all season, or against Trevor Lawrence, whatever you want, whatever game you want to point to where the Lions won big, it was get after the quarterback. You've got guys. You've got Hutchinson. Romeo Quaris back, by the way. I can't believe that's the first time we've mentioned this guy's name on the podcast. Had two sacks last week. He, he's coming to play. We've got Alex Anzalone's playing out of his mind. I th- these 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 guys these D linemen the front seven at least for sure need to just get after Sam Darnold and then there's nothing to worry about. I'm not worried about anything if the Lions come to play. So I like the Lions to cover. I like a high scoring game for the simple point that I'll be there and I like the Lions to almost cover this over by themselves. So I'll I'll take the Lions huge and for whatever reason I that that's the that's the way I'm leaning. Rabs I respect the under given the cold weather. But I'm gonna be there, so I gotta bet the over. Life's too short, dude. I'm, I'm trying. I'm, I'm gonna be rooting my fucking ass off tomorrow. So I just, just so you guys can see a, so you guys can see a win. And I'll tell you this too. And I, and in front, I am, I am, gu- I'm looking forward to New Year's Eve. Um, but I am gutted that I am not going to be in town for that. I'm going to actually be in Chicago with my friends. I'm telling you. I'll tell you right now. That game against the Bears at Ford Field, if the Lions take care of business tomorrow, that is going to be the loudest that stadium has ever been in the history of the world. That's it's again, Bears. it's not Rebs. It's just not true. <laughs> just let me live a little. It's going to it's always loud. Why are we why are we always surprised when it's loud? It's always loud. But uh, it's just going to be an awesome day. It's going to be an awesome day. No, it's going to be awesome. You're right. Sorry to rain on your parade. Yeah, thank you very much. But um, do we have do we have any uh, mortal locks here? We I, haven't I, done mortal locks. I have one, and I have a guest. I have a guest for my for mine. I hear someone screaming in the background. Well, that that's Miles, and he is not my guest. Listen, here's the deal. Jamal Williams didn't score. T- he's leading the NFC in touchdowns, by the way. I think he's leading the whole league in touchdowns for running backs. Didn't have a touchdown against the Vikings. Didn't have a touchdown against the Jets, okay? He's plus 110 to score a touchdown tomorrow against the Panthers. So I brought in yep. Jamal Williams' as number one fan, Miss Aaron Bally, my mother, who loves Jamal Williams. Yes. That is my, <laughs> that is my mortal lock of the week. Jamal Williams to score a touchdown. Mom, do you have any words you'd like to say to hype him up? I just, I don't know what to say, but I'm super excited to uh, see him play. And I'm hoping yep. that he'll play catch with me. <laughs> oh, yeah. You yeah, gotta get, down, get down I'm to the sideline. You can bet on it. Yeah. I'll be <laughs> I there. love that. Love that. That's my Great luck. Vibes. And I'm, I'm not kidding. Plus 110, Jamal Williams. They hand it to this guy every time it's within the five. And I think the Lions are going to have a heyday. Like I said, Rabs, I think they're going to cover the over almost by themselves. So I see a high-scoring day for the Lions, and I see Jamal Williams maybe with multiple touchdowns. But to get one, it's plus 110. I'll take it. That's my mortal lock for the week. All right. I will allow that, Trent. Trent is 6-8 and eight in the mortal locks. I am also 6-8. and eight. Collins, I'll let you go because, as per usual, I don't have one, and i got to find one. 
Okay, so Christmas Day. By the way, I hate that the NFL is trying to play football games on Christmas Day. It's NBA's Love day. It. No, no, don't and, care. Love it. Yeah, because you're an old man and you don't like basketball. <laughs> so, I, I I love Christmas Day basketball. It's great. It's not the same as Thanksgiving football. Thanksgiving Day football is better. I it's I'm not saying that, but I love the NBA on Christmas. You always get good matchups, and I feel like you always get really nice odds. Um, I absolutely love the Knicks plus one hundred two. First game of Christmas Day. Knicks have been on fire recently. Um, I think they've won. They won like six straight games until they just lost to the Raptors at like the buzzer. Philly coming in. That will be a raucous MSG crowd. This is like the first good Knicks team they've had. Brunson has like 35. I love the Knicks to win on Christmas Day. By the way, Collins, I got to say, remember when they used to do special Christmas Day jerseys and the Knicks jerseys were always the best? Like they were, they sure. were, they'd always do like an orange dominant jersey and it was so, it was just sexy. But I like you that. Know, dude, also, people forget the Pistons. The Pistons played on Christmas Day like when we were younger a couple times. I remember that. That was fun. Yeah, it's become more of a it's become more of an event over the years, but it definitely I'll be watching for sure. I love it. I love it. I in try you're just left. I hate that the NFL is trying. I I I to be honest, I usually just stick to basketball, and then the like they try that Christmas state, like night game. I'm not going to watch that game. There's you're going to no be watching watch the NBA. Game. You're going to be watching NBA. No, yeah. The nice thing about the NBA is the biggest NBA game is always at like four thirty. Yeah. And then you're like, okay. And then there's another big one at like seven, but you're like kind of done with it. You can have it half on. You got that. You're, you're doing presents. You're doing dessert. You're doing whatever you got to do. Like, I don't want to pay attention to a football, a bad football game probably because every yeah. primetime game is stunk recently. I'm just saying, I, I like, I like how the NBA and Christmas kind of works on the way it works. I don't know. It's whatever. Um, my mortal lock, I don't feel confident about this one at all, unfortunately, but I'm just kind of scrambling to find something. I will say this, my dad and my brother and I do a college bowl pick them every single year. I have now rattled off 10 wins in a row. I am about as hot as you can be. Um, so we're going to stay with bowl season here. Christmas you, Eve hey, tomorrow did you night. you do, um, confidence points? No. Just do That's straight. always fun, though. So That's what do you do? Do, do you just do straight pick them? Just straight pick them. But I've won the last 10. Somehow, my dad and my brother, I gave them shit for it this morning. They picked against Air Force and the Armed Forces Bowl, which I thought was sacrilegious. So I uh, Baylor might I had have Air Force that game, that by the way, last night. Yeah, apparently they – I didn't watch it. Apparently they played like shit. My dad wasn't happy about it. But Christmas Eve tomorrow, 8 p.m., the easy post Hawaii Bowl. I am taking Middle Tennessee State plus the seven points. Thank you very much. No one's betting on that game but me. Taking them plus seven. That's my mortal lock. That that is a one of talk about confidence. That is the lowest confidence pick. Don't get no respect. Don't get no respect around the Arabs. Don't get no respect. No respect. Are you a Rodney Dangerfield guy, Trent? Because I am. Fuck no, I, that was guy. that was my Michael Scott impersonation of whoever that is actually. Rodney Dangerfield. Okay, there you go. Yes, I <laughs> The more you know. All right, I guess that wraps it up for us here today on our holiday extravaganza. We did have a lot of Lions to talk about. We will get back to the other teams um, after the Christmas break. 
from us here at the Motown Rundown to you and yours, happy holidays, Merry Christmas. Trent, you guys enjoy the game tomorrow. Have a safe trip back. One Merry bride. Christmas to the Bally's. Um, but that's going to be all for us. Uh, join the conversation with us on Twitter at Motown underscore Rundown. We're also on Facebook at the Motown Rundown page. Do not miss a single episode of the show. We are exclusively on Spotify for the time being. New episodes for the most part every week. Sometimes it's every two weeks, sometimes once a month. We don't know. But while the Lions are hot, we'll still be here. Thank you guys for listening. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas. We love you guys. We'll see you next time.